what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about In the Heights, the new Lin-Manuel Miranda movie that's on HBO Max, as well as in theaters. We're going to talk about all the cool stuff. We're going to talk about the neighborhood, the streets, listening to your block, which is weird because you don't own no property there. But anyway, the point is, we're going to talk about it. So grab your snacks, grab your drinks, and listen to The First Ones to Die. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. I am Jonathan. I am here with Alex and Jerome. How are you all doing today? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. I just bought a new guitar, so I'm excited about that. Um, What kind? It's an Epiphone uh, bass guitar. Okay. Looks cool. And uh, I'm excited to play it. I've been trying to look for a new guitar forever, so now I'm glad I actually have a new guitar. So it's almost like being a, a kid in Christmas where I get to have this new thing to play with. So that's cool. Um, nice. Yeah. And also, I've been watching Sweet Tooth. Hashtag watch Sweet Tooth. It's a great show. I have show no idea what that is. It's on Netflix. I hate to say it. I hope seen... I sound, don't sound ridiculous. I no, it's do on not Netflix. Oh, I can. There's like a picture of like a cross between a deer boy and a human and all i think is that follow boy did this in like 2008 Uh, i think the comic did it first before fallout boy did which is what it's based off of um see alex don't test your arm on those comics (laughs) i didn't know it was a comic it was just something that popped up on netflix yeah it's uh i i've never read the comic because the art kind of turned me off i i never really liked the art style so i never read it um, but the show's really good, actually, and I've I've heard the story has been good in the comic, and so I have no reason to doubt the story in the show. But so far, it's been good. It's only eight episodes. You can watch on Netflix right now. So I'm I'm having a good time watching Sweet Tooth. Nice. And that's how about not you, what Alex? We're talking about in today's episode. <laughs> we're not talking about if you no, if well, you wanted if this a Sweet Tooth review, version, you already know we're not talking about Sweet Tooth. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay. I was at my sister's earlier. Uh, her dog Winnie, the Samoya, just turned five years old. So they were oh, having happy a party for her. I turned into like the party photographer for a minute. Some dogs are really hard to work with. Huskies, man, they are <laughs> drama queens. They always have all these little demands, and just getting a photo, so much work. But I got them. They're very pretty. They're cute dogs. Nice. What about you, Jerome? Or Jerome? Jonathan. <laughs> I'm about to say, I already said mine. <laughs> I mean, I could go again. I got some more stuff, but I, I wanted to I, give y'all I a know, chance. We all uh, know you do. <laughs> we all know you do. <laughs> um, I'm doing great. Yeah, I went to Redondo Beach today, took Gibson. We had a little walk. Um, and this week, yeah, had a lot of work. Um, but I've been reading this book, and I'll get it real quick for the video listeners. Okay, I've gotten it. It's called Horror Store, and it's um, backwards right now in the camera, but we'll make it work. Um, and it's basically a horror book that takes place in an Ikea-like store. And the book is like shaped like an Ikea catalog, and it's like looks like an Ikea catalog. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I would recommend it. I haven't gotten through it all the way yet, but it's been pretty interesting so far. Somebody was recommending that book to me because I was talking about loving to go to Ikea and stuff and like 
they're like, oh, you'd really like this book. And I was like, that's so weird, but I've seen it and I want to get it. And if you think it's good, maybe I'll, I'll pick it up. I would say get it. I got it at, at Barnes and Noble. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, but we're not talking of, about we're not talking about say, horror store books, or sweet tooth. Uh oh, what do you have? Speaking of books, how does that have any correlation? <laughs> I, I had something, but then you, I, I feel bad because I was like, I didn't expect you to go so quickly into your transition, so it kind of, it kind of <laughs> flubbed it on, on, on impact. You know, I'm gonna do it anyway. Speaking of books, you know what is good about books is that they have a lot of lyrics. And words in them. And you know what else has words? When do musicals. books have lyrics and other than like musical are what scores? what we're talking about today. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Listen, I hope you stretch before that reach. <laughs> so the movie we all watched um, is called In the Heights. In the Heights. Yeah, let's just keep going on. I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> Listen, I try, okay? <laughs> You miss a, 100% of the shots you don't take. Sometimes some of those shots don't need to be taken. Listen, uh, uh, in NBA playoffs are happening right now. I'm not the only one missing shots these days, so I don't feel so bad. Are you dead? In the heights. In the heights. In the heights. <laughs> Woo! In the heights. Um, so we all, watched, we all watched In the Heights. Um, if you haven't heard... It's uh, you've been living under a rock for one and um, two. Uh, it's a musical based on the Broadway smash hit musical of the same name called In the Heights. Obviously, um, IMDb describes it as a film version of the Broadway musical in which and I'm going to mess up the name. I know his name is uh, Navi in the in the um, Usnavi. in the musical, but. Us, it's Usnavi. That's his full name. Usnavi. Yeah. Okay. A sympathetic New York bodega owner saves every penny every day as he imagines and sings about a better life. We're going to talk about it. We're going to dissect it today and everything in between. Uh, how our reviews work is it's been a minute since a, a movie review, I feel like. Um, but how our reviews work is we first have a section where we give our overall thoughts spoiler free generally and then we dive into spoilers in which we'll pick apart what we liked what we didn't like and all of that good stuff um so yeah let's let's go over what our overall thoughts of this movie were um who wants to go first alex you look like you want to go first do i uh sure <laughs> I, th I thought it was a pretty good movie it gave me very much a. Uh... West Side Story vibes at time. Um, but it was like, it was an okay movie. I enjoyed it. I do enjoy a lot of musicals. I'm not so much of a fan all the time of musicals that are in movies. I kind of like them when it's an actual play going on. But I think this movie did it uh, very well. Um, I did like that they had quite a few Spanish songs, which was nice because it is about being in a Dominican neighborhood too, in Washington Heights, New York City. So the fact that they actually had Spanish or Dominican music was actually a really nice thing to hear. Sometimes, so it wasn't completely like whitewashed or anything like that, which is a big thought when it comes to movies that have a majority of like a majority of like um, people of color cast. Is that there's that heavy whitewash in the music or in some shape or form? This I felt didn't do that entirely, and it it, it stand it stands really well for me. So I did enjoy it. When I watched it. Nice. 
And how about you, Jerome? Uh, you know, uh, I'm conflicted on this movie because uh, on one hand, um, this movie uh, has uh, easily some of the most boring storylines I've ever seen in a musical. I was not invested. In, like, I think the only person who's worse is Rent. I hate Rent. Five hundred twenty-five thousand. Uh, listen, that no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song, but the story of Rent sucks. But like, so these are better than that. Uh, but the stories in here, uh, a lot of them, I'm just like, <sighs> and it's mostly just. I'm sure it's because I know uh, Lin Manuel Miranda grew up in New York. I don't know if he specifically grew up in Washington Heights. Um, but clearly this is like a passion, this is like a passion project for him. You can tell that the win he wrote this both as the, you know, as a stage play, it like really is a love letter to his neighborhood or a neighborhood he really appreciates in New York. And sometimes, and much like Quentin Tarantino, when he tries to show appreciation for the time period when he loves the movies, sometimes it comes off really corny in the dialogue. I'm not going to lie. However, despite all that. This movie, talk about musical scope. It's incredible. <laughs> Some of the stuff they do here. Some of the set pieces here remind me of uh, La La Land's incredible set pieces they did here where you have people on, on all types of stuff. You got just grand dance sequences and just like uh, the amount of choreography and uh, how people move and stuff and then on top of that how the music flows really well like it's a really well put together musical so I'm conflicted because I'm like that stuff is not to be taken for granted at all and it is amazing um, but the other stuff uh, for me holds it back from being like up there with La La Land for me personally so that's my, that's my that's if that gives any indication of how I'm feeling about the movie. <laughs> that's fair. La La Land. <laughs> Me and John liked it. Would, wait, well, what did you say, Alex? I, I wasn't that fan of La La Land. I, La La Land's a movie I know where people are are either on um, one spectrum or the other. I, I'm I, favorable to La La Land, but I can I see how the people might not choreography of La La Land. I think the dancing was really well, and I think it took it back to like the like the 20s and 30s where musicals were really big i think the choreography was beautiful that's been not so much that's fair okay. as well uh for me i really enjoyed this i really enjoyed in the heights uh from start to finish first of all i didn't realize until like midway through the movie how long it would be like Lin-Manuel Miranda said, no, we ain't cutting nothing from the musical. Because this is how typically how long a musical would be. But typically with movie musicals, they tend to shorten them. But they said, nope, we're keeping to the two, almost two and a half hour length of the the the, the stage musical. Um, and I wasn't I wasn't necessarily mad at it. Uh, maybe I cut it a, a few minutes, but but overall, I wasn't um, overly pressed. Uh, but. I can see what you're saying, Jerome, in that the storylines might be a little, you know, boring or not as intense or the stakes aren't entirely at the highest that they, quote unquote, need to be. Um, but when I was watching the movie, I was thinking, like, part of the thing that makes it engaging is because it's like, 
a slice of life. Like it's just these ordinary people going throughout their daily lives with song and music intertwined. And that's what makes it fun. There doesn't necessarily need to be some sort of major plot point or major thing that's happening. It's just them living their lives and celebrating themselves and their culture and their community. Um, the, the music I thought was great. I was jamming to, to the songs. Um, and yeah, I, I completely forgot about what I was also going to say, but I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll get to it uh, soon enough. Uh, but overall, I, I I really enjoyed it, and um, I think this film set the stage for um, a few of these people's careers going forward. A few of the the stars in it, I think it really set the stage for their careers because this was supposed to come out last year, last summer, right. around this time. And Which so I, mean, I can Anthony only Ramos is already like a star right now. He's like a budding star right now right this this i feel like this is his breakout though because he hasn't really gotten his moment to like shine by himself but um i think it's speaking of focusing on his musical career actually uh i've listened to his song with his wife and it's it's pretty good it's a nice like r&b jam yeah well speaking of i think we we should dive into the spoiler section uh right now and i, I don't know if you guys have anything you want to say pressing right uh at this moment but i, I figured we 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 might want to for this movie since it's not like plot heavy. Um, we go character by character um, and talk about just like the main characters and and what we thought of them and and how they like inter interact uh, uh, how they play into the story. Um, so first, Anthony Ramos. Um, I, I want to start by saying yes, Navi. He plays <laughs> Navi in the story. Um, I, I thought love the origin incredible. of his name, by the way. I think that's so right. funny. That was a great <laughs> joke. That that joke really landed. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> it was really good. Um, I thought he did incredible. Um, I saw him in the Hamilton film, obviously. Um, that's where he, you know, started um in Hamilton. And uh he was also in a Star is Born. I saw him there. So he's no stranger to musicals. Um, and he's actually a great singer as well. He raps for most of this movie, but he's like a great singer. Like you mentioned, Jerome, he has he has music out. Um, he has a song with Ari Lennox that's really good that I enjoyed. Um, but I thought he just he was a perfect role. He was a perfect uh, character for this role. I thought he um, really brought life to the character. You really empathized with him. Um, his performance overall was really great, and I thought he just fit the mold for the character. Uh, I mean, he's like, I mean, he might as well have, he played the character on stage. Like he's, uh, uh, I'd be surprised if he did a terrible job. It's like, you've done this before. You know exactly what you well, need to I do. Well, I mean, it's different between uh, acting in a play and acting in a movie. True. But I mean, even still, because... like at least for the song portion of it, you know, that's because it, it, the thing is it, like, and this is why I think La La Land doesn't always connect with people is that despite that movie's story being pretty decent, uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone aren't the best singers, either of them. So for a lot of people who are, if you know, you're being told like this is a super great musical, I I talked to some people. For them, it was the music that was the disconnect because they were like, I don't really like the music because the people singing it aren't great. That's when they allowed Pierce, like when they allowed Pierce Morgan. Pierce uh, Brosnan, you mean? Pierce Brosnan, thank you. Like, Pierce right. Morgan. Pierce Morgan is a uh, douche in England. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, when he's saying in uh, 
Oh my god, my brain's like that. Mamma Mia! Thank you. <laughs> How do I know that? I hate this movie. <laughs> because you know every single movie. You have a legit movie addiction. Uh, he was so bad in the first and the second Mamma Mia, they didn't allow him to sing. Yep. He was the only character in the movie, in the musical movie, to not sing. He was just so bad at it. Which, I mean, for La La Land, that, I mean, the director said that's intentional, that he got okay singers for a musical. But, nonetheless, I get it. But this is different. This is like music is a big thing. Uh, Hip hop especially is a big thing. So you really got to get people that can do it. Like they can keep the cadence, keep the rhythm, weave it in really well with this dialogue. In some cases, it is the dialogue. Like the music itself and the rap itself is like telling the story. So it's um, a really good, uh, he did a really good job of doing both. But yeah, you're right. Like acting wise uh, for the scenes when he's not singing and dancing. Um, he also does a great job with Usnavi. He's a pretty great uh, character. I like that he is uh, very realized in that he's not like super cool dude all the time. Womanizer. Yeah. And he's like, nah, he's like a dork. <laughs> and he's and he's got a good heart. You know, he's a great guy, but he's just he's not like he doesn't have everything figured out. And I like that aspect of his character is that he he has struggles. He has things that are complicated. It's not like cool dude McGee and his story is just that he finds the one girl that he finally gets that date with that one girl he likes. He's like, no, I got things going on and this girl's hot. And I've had a crush on her for years. Bonus. But (laughs) my priority is getting out of here. So I like that. I like Usnavi. I think, uh, and Anthony Ramos as Usnavi. I think he did a great job. Did you know that Corbin Blue also played Usnavi um, on Broadway as well? Interesting. I know nothing yeah. of Corbin Blue and what he's done after High School Musical. I told you. You do know. You do know. Except for Nurse. Except for Nurse. Except for nurse. <laughs> That's one thing I wasn't, didn't think I ever wanted to know, but now I know. <laughs> and Jordan Sparks played Nina on Broadway. Oh, that's well. cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Nina, what did you guys think of her character and the actress who played her? Yes, uh, played by her. Leslie Grace, um, who this is her first. Uh, this is her first movie role. She is a a singer, a Latin singer um, from New York, from the Bronx, um, and this is her first movie role. I thought she. I thought she like did a great her her just like presence is so like down to earth i feel like that it it, it emanated on screen and it just brought her that character to life um you can tell that she was like uh, this what if if someone told you that this was her first movie role like i wouldn't necessarily be surprised after watching the movie you can tell that she is fresh um, but that doesn't like necessarily knock her her performance. Um, I thought she did a great job, and um, I think she definitely has more roles to look forward to. Uh, Alex, uh, since you brought up Nina, I assume you have some stuff you want to say. Oh no, I really liked her character. Um, I liked the character Nina as well, just in general, because of that whole. There is this thing, especially when it comes to like first generation to second generation. Uh, Latin people or, you know, family members of immigrants, it's always you have a certain expectation to live up to. And I felt that that, like, I understood her fear of, like, not being able to say something 
because it feels like a monumental failure. Um, I really and the whole like, community was like on top of her about it. Right, she had everyone on her shoulders. I can imagine like the yeah. pressure that was. Yeah, and like I just really, and I think that's why her character really had to be down to earth because it's like, well, you can't really be that mean girl and then fear how the family's rejecting you. You were kind of just, I don't know how you do it as a mean girl. However, Sharpe dealt with it. She ended up moving to New York. Um, so no, I did like it, and I was a little confused to what kind of scholarship she had that would make her. Because it's uh, one of the things was to like, or to pay tuition. Like, I understand, like with tuition and everything, but also you can get FASA. I you think, can also get FASA. I, I think did the that. point is that she was just dropping. She was just giving up. No, like, I get it. Regardless, but then it, so that's even also, if she, that's also just an excuse. Well, I'm just saying, like, even if she, like, I'm sure because Nina comes off as like a smart kid. So I'm sure she knows about the other programs. She just wasn't going to bother because she's not going back to school. She'd yeah, already made that decision. I always hate that in films when they do that. They're <laughs> like, oh, I just can't afford the tuition. You know, I did work. My school, yes, was online, which made it a lot of easier. But I also worked two jobs the entire time I was finishing up my bachelor's. I worked during the week. I worked at Seattle Children's. And then literally on Saturday and Sunday, I would work in the morning at Seattle Children's have an hour to decide if I was going to shower, eat, or nap. <laughs> then go to the science center where I stayed there almost sometimes until like one in the morning. Do it all again the next day. And then Monday and Tuesday, work nights at the science center. And like, there's always a way. And that's what I grew up with. And I think it may also be for me that mentality that I have because I had to grow up that way too. If you want something, there's a way. It's not a great way. It's tiring. It's horrible. But you can't blame it and say it's like this other thing. You just have to admit to, your, to yourself, no, I don't want to do this. It's not the, it's too much work. I don't even feel like I'm doing a good job. I don't feel like I'm going to benefit from this. This is just making everything worse. Admit to that. Don't blame it on something else like the tuition. Well, she's not, I, th I think she's giving the tuition as an excuse so that excuse, she doesn't though. have to say to her parents, I'm dropping out of school. I don't think she legitimately thinks tuition is the problem. It's just she's right, just but like in movies in general they do that, that a lot. Yeah, but in movies they do that a lot. And same with this movie, it's she's using the tuition as an escape rope and saying, you know, for tuition I have to work two jobs. It's making everything worse for me. I'm losing my grade. She's using it as an escape goat, and it always bothers me in movies when they do that. And like, I I just she I just get what you're to, saying. I just I, yeah. I just, that's that's I the part know. that I don't like about her character because it's always the same thing in films. And I think in a realistic standpoint, no, you can go to community college, you're still going to have to take out <laughs> loans and work two jobs. So it's not has anything to do with Stanford, really. It's that she was considered the gifted one and like the smart one, but she's not by st Stanford standards. And she's come uh, to that realization. Well, and now she has to go home and admit that transition. All I know is that Stanford was probably shaking in their boots um, because when she told that story about her getting searched in her dorm, uh, Stanford the... was probably like, "What? Well, we can't even get any rest in a fictitious <laughs> world." Like, really? Here's my, here's my thing, though, is that uh, that transitions oh, into my thoughts again. about Nina because I think 
Um, because Alex, what you were saying is actually her story in the play. They they changed a few things from the stage play for the movie. I think just to make it more relevant, because it because the stage plays, uh, I don't know how many years old now. Because um, I don't know when the stage it, play it, came it, out. It premiered first uh, in two thousand five. Okay, so it's it's a lot of years older now. So to make it more relevant, they changed a few things around. Um, one of those things they changed is Nina's reasoning for why she doesn't want to go back to or why she's having a hard time going back to school. In the play, it's because she has been working multiple jobs and it's and has like a minor scholarship, but it's still not enough. And so she's just having a hard time paying tuition, even with like doing really everything she can do. Um, but uh, and they changed it here to she's been racially profiled, and you know, and then on top of that. You know, being in a all white kind of like a more white community away from where she's what she's used to uh, is is hard for her. You know, she misses yeah, her people. But I, my, I again, with all due respect, that's bullshit that well, you would back away from the because you're being racially profiled. Well, I, then I would. That's what I was going to say. You're taking my point. You're taking all the points. You're not getting there fast enough. I'm trying to set up context and you're out here taking my stuff. What context do you need? She was racially profiled. We're reviewing the movie. We got to go through all of it. All right. We can't just not talk about that. This is why our podcast lasts like an hour and a half. The point is, the point is, the point is, I agree entirely. I'm just like, you know, there's black people like, like, or my go-to was, Ruby Bridges was what seven or six and went to an all white school with protesters at the door every day to call her the N word and everything else under the sun other than her name and walked into school like as with that little girl put on a brave face and walked into school and that all white school every day for elementary school. You telling me as a 19 year old girl, you can't just. It's not even like you. anyone called you a name or nothing. At worst, they searched your bag and assumed you took some earrings. You got. But they also thought up. she was. They also. They also thought she was the 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 wait staff at that one event that she okay, went to. Okay, and <laughs> you, I'm just saying, her family has put everything on the line for her to do what they could never do when they got to this to this country. And she's yeah, taking it completely for granted and disrespecting every sacrifice no they have Hold made. On. That's also dangerous thinking, though. I'm just my saying. Parents, no, my parents did the exact same thing ah. for me. And if I needed to walk from a situation, that's what I'm saying. I was able to tell my mom the truth about shit I can handle being like, she helped me out. And I'm like, look, I can't do this. And I need you to help me. And she did. And that's what I'm also saying. But like, she's using everything as an excuse. And that's what frustrates me about this play. Because a lot of this, I see it, and people are like, oh, yeah, it's because of... No, racial issues can sometimes hit you deep. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes Absolutely. it, like, there was sometime, there was something that happened at work, and we're going to full detail, and I had to call my mom. I'm like, she's like, well, don't let it bother you. I'm like, it usually doesn't, but this one just hit me. It hit me hard. I don't know why. I'm angry, and I'm upset. I'm like, I feel it. I'm like, usually I can brush it off, but once in a while, it'll just get you. And I understand that. But like at the same time, like I said, it's an escape go for her. And she just, admit, she's just not meant to be in that school because she's, she was the gifted proud child at her school. 
Because honestly, it's an inner city school. I remember the inner city schools in Chicago. I was Stanford material at those schools. All right. And I'm not the best. <laughs> I have issues with math. I took like the lowest level of college algebra just to pass it. And even then, I don't know how I passed it. Because you're right. smart. I'm not not in math. I'm smart in very many other things. And I know that and I'm aware of that. And I I I know where I'm smart in math. I am not. I'm very stupid in math. I my numbers don't work in my head. I don't know what's going on. Nope. Here's I will do everything of to avoid doing that. But like that's what I liked her character, but and then also it was also one of those characters that will just annoy me because it's like well did you really want to stay there yes well, or no for me it's then like clearly not. you're it, i don't know it felt like for me it felt like because i'm you know i'm i'm also first generation for my dad's side of the family to go to college so i completely understand that that pressure of you have a lot of people being like, oh, you're the first to go to college. You're, like, you're the good one. You do everything right. Like, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to make our name mean, mean something. I get that. I do. I understand exactly how she feels. And that can be a lot of pressure. However, the thing is, is that I, like, while I didn't deal with that specific scenario or whatever, it was still nerve-wracking to go to, especially going to art school, where pretty much everyone you know is white, unless you're in the audio program, which seems to be the only one that black people are interested in, because everybody wants to be a rapper or a producer. But the point is, is that, <laughs> is that, you know, I've been in the, I've been in that exact scenario of when you're in a, in a field and in a school without any of your peers, pretty much, or the ones you do have, they're very few and in between, and you feel kind of isolated and alone. And when I would tell my parents about it, they wouldn't tell me, oh, well, that's okay. You can just leave and, and give up. Or they'd be like, no, listen, we get it. It's tough. But being black in America is tough in general. That's never going to go away just because it's hard. And that's what they would tell me to push me to be like, look, you got to fight through that. So that you can be the best you you can be, despite the hardships. No different than. Was it a racial issue that kept you from wanting to go to art school? Not kept me from wanting to go. No, not to not kept me from not 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 kept me from wanting to go or kept me from uh, attending. But it did make me feel. It did make me feel like I, especially when it came to white people asking me certain questions, like being from South Carolina. Well, how racist is South Carolina? Why would I know just because I'm black? You don't know where I'm, where I grew up in. For all you knew, I know I grew up in the high, like growing up in the hills, just like you did. You just assume that South Carolina. Though. I'm just saying, these like that stuff like that is like you can't just like you know. So it's like, I get it, I do, but I just feel like in a world where you have had Hispanic people who have made history, black people who have made history, Native American people, you know, all people of color in this country who have made history through hardships worse. Than just getting your bag searched and being mistaken for wait staff at a college that your parents have paid for you to go to, I feel like it doesn't hold as much weight as they. I think they wanted That's what it I'm to. Saying. She, she and, and like yeah. in the writing, is that it didn't hold as much weight, especially because at the end of the movie, she's just like, you know what, I am gonna go to Stanford and help uh, get you know do the things I need to do so I can help undocumented immigrants. I'm like. 
that could have been the fire you could have figured out on your own growing up in this neighborhood. You didn't. You just now thinking of this? Also, again, you don't need to go to Stanford if you want to go to a school near closer to your family. <laughs> I mean, that's that also might true. Also be like that's a, a, good a point. great support. Yeah. That's also true. She doesn't need to drop out of college said, entirely. She, she's aware. She's away from her family. She's feeling the uncomfortable. I felt that when I went to call it. Like I'm away from my family. I'm like no, and I moved back closer towards my mom because it made me feel better. It's easier. That's also what it is. Like you're, you put yourself now in a situation. You should make it so you're force the situation you're in to be comfortable to you. Show that you show your strength. Yeah, show that they can't rattle you. Like you got to be strong. It's gonna rally the the fact yeah. the fact yeah, that I, I mean you know, put on a brave the, face but yeah. and we'll 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 move on from Nina this riveting oh, one last thing I did want to we'll mention about Nina because you said about wait, the wait, acting wait, 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 I agree with wait, you wait, 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 you can tell she's kind of a first first act okay okay, okay okay yeah if it's if it's agreeing with me I'll let you speak say that one more time again <laughs> I was just gonna say I think yeah I I I didn't love her acting as much as you did I think her singing is fantastic she's an amazing singer um she does an amazing job. Uh, but yeah, I don't think acting wise, I think, I, I don't think it was awful or anything like that. I think she did what she needed to do given what her character had to do, um, on the page. But, uh, I, it, there were a, lot, a couple of times where I was like, I don't know. I feel like you could have gotten another, let, uh, another singer slash actress to do just as good a job. Uh, but knowing that this uh, is her first movie, that makes more sense. So she's, she's get, she's still working on it, you know? I was just reading the Wikipedia page, and um, so first of all, this movie has been in development since 2008 when it was on Broadway, and oh, wow. um, yeah, but that could mean that it's been of, like yeah, gone through a bunch of it's gone through a lot of and, yeah. Well, well, it's numerous things happened, including like Harvey Weinstein got involved, and then the Weinstein stuff happened, so that didn't happen, and apparently they were waiting. Universal was looking for a quote unquote bankable Latino star like Shakira or Jennifer Lopez instead of unknown actors. Mm. Um, and that makes sense. Yeah. So that, yeah, that was in 2011. Um, I always say get when they canceled the anyway, project. But, you know, that's what it is. Um, okay. Next person. Let's, uh, let's talk Benny. about. Oh, I thought you were going to talk okay, about Vanessa. Like Vanessa, I was, was going to. We can talk like, about Benny actress. first because no, I because I have I'm some. Going, I'm I have going some, down the list. I have some things to say about Vanessa, but let's go to Benny first. Corey Hawkins, who we know from The Walking Dead. I forget his name. He disappeared on the show. And you know him from The Walking Dead. Doing... I know him from Straight Outta Compton. He played Dr. Dre. I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> All right, what do you guys think of Benny? <laughs> he was also in Kong Island. He was in Kong Skull Island. That's right. He did he a great job Heath. there, too. Heath was a funny character in The Walking Dead because he was Heath. really good. Everybody loved him. And then he just vanished one day. Mm-hmm. He, like, left some character and took off in a Winnebago. And I hated the dreads that they gave him. Those were so bad. Those, um, yeah. I, uh, I, like, I like him in this movie. I didn't know he could sing. That was a legit Same surprise. Same, me neither. Um, but he does a great job. I think, I think the thing about Benny is that he does not have a lot to do in this script outside of this relationship. Be with Nina. Yeah. What's funny is that he was the same way in The Walking Dead. He didn't have a lot to do in that (laughs) Well, because he's just like, he's Usnavi's best friend and they don't have no conflict between each other. So, you know, there's nothing there. Then his conflict with the dad starts and ends at 
You sold the business? Yeah, I did. Well, I'm upset about that. Okay, but we can go cool though. All right, whatever. <laughs> it's like it, that's kind of how it ends. It's just they don't ever come back to that at all. <laughs> I hated when he. I hated the scene when they were at dinner and he just comes in all mad, like yeah, that was awful. The business. Like, I hated that. He's like you too, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I get why he's mad. I because also that is his place of work. He's that's fair. A lot of time. That's fair, and like yeah. the dad doesn't warn warn any of the staff. And with the selling of the business, he could have just literally put out a lot of his staff out of jobs. Because the person he sold it to could have come in and been like, yeah, I'm getting my own people. Like, you're all out. Or just so turn the person, business into something else like he did the first one. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Kill the property entirely. So, like, he has now risked the job of everybody. And instead of giving him ample time to look for a new job, he just sells it and then goes like, I'm giving all the money to my daughter. And it's like, you have like 20 employees right now at minimum <laughs> you'll probably get the health insurance from your place or all this way and like god knows if they have children you just screwed hmm. 20 oh, minimum 20 people so i get why he's or he's mad for an entirely different reason but i feel like he has some right to be mad i i like i do like benny though i like his uh his um inclusion into the script he seems really cool uh, it seems like a, a great uh, side character. And, you know, one. I think the only thing is, yeah, he just doesn't have a lot to do. All he is there to do is support Nina, no matter what she says and or does, and uh, to get mad at her dad for that one time. Um, in fact, in the stage, that's another thing they changed. In the stage play, Benny, like uh, Nina's dad does not like Benny, or rather doesn't approve of their relationship. Um, but it's not because he works for him. It's because he's not Latino. Uh I guess they didn't want to keep that, <laughs> keep that plot. Maybe they didn't have time. To be quite honest, there's a, this movie's already long enough with the way it is now. Yeah, it was kind so of long. they they probably don't have time. Didn't have time to add like another subplot with another character. Um, plus, I guess it is also stereotypical of like Latino father that's not approving of the son of of the the guy that um. his daughter's dating, who's not like who he wants him to be. It's like we already got the Selena show doing that right now, like. So that's not really a stereotype. It's a, I don't know. It's a weird, yeah, like, I, as, as far as I, like, in, uh, what was it? The, there was a movie starring Jordan Sparks, surprisingly enough, uh, where it, that was the was plot. Was it Sparkle? No. Or was it Sparkle? No, I don't think it was Sparkle. The one with Whitney Houston? No, it wasn't Sparkle. Um, this was like a romantic comedy where she brings home a dude, her dad's Latino, and he doesn't like him because he's black. And so it's like I I, I think it's, I I am saying stereotype because I've seen a couple movies where that's the dynamic is that Latino father black dude Latino girl he's dating. Well, also why is Jordan Sparks playing all these Latina characters? I, I thought she was black and white. I don't know. <laughs> I, Listen, you're talking about I'm, Hollywood, all right? She looks Latino enough to us white people, so therefore she's got cast in the role. That's. <laughs> You just referred to yourself as a white person. No, I'm just saying. Again, that's what unfortunately, they, that's how they say. That's, that's not how so they much talk. a stereotype. That is fairly accurate, especially for very traditional Latin families. Um, I've gotten into conversations with my father, where he's like, "Oh, the person you marry has to be Mexican." I'm like, "No," and he's like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Well, because my family's larger, family's large. I don't know if one of them's related to me. I can't run that risk." <laughs> 
I'm like, there's a lot of secret babies probably on both sides. So I'm like, no. And we've gotten into like arguments about that. He's like, well, you need to date a Mexican. I'm like, no. And then he's like, then you need to date a white boy. I'm like, hell no. I'm not dating anybody. Also, but, I, like those are his options. I stand corrected. It was America Ferrera. That's who was playing this character. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I don't that think makes that more was, sense. Yeah. <laughs> so much as when we were talking about Jordan Sparks earlier. She played in the Nina, yeah. Yeah, Nina. Our Netflix. Family Wedding. That's what the movie was called. Our Family Wedding. Yeah. Okay. No, it is a, a sadly still very an active thing. I've also gotten to fight with him. It's also they want children. They want grandchildren from you. I mean Mom every parent does. My mom's accepted she ain't getting nothing out of me. <laughs> but like, it was super funny because my sister finally came out to my father and he accepted her right away, which we were very surprised because again, he's uh, Mexican, traditional, grew up with a Catholic family, but he's like, eh, it's my daughter. I love her. We were all a little surprised. And then he's like, oh, when you get married and have kids, I'm like, I'm not having children. And that was the fight. <laughs> nothing else. That was, the f- I'm like, we're no longer we're not talking about this any longer and like i hung up the phone because i was like are you for real this is supposed to be about christian and you're coming out and we were all chill with it and then now you start an argument for me with no reason well he had a reason so there is something with latino dads that when you are a first generation person because he came from durango which is a very from a very very small town in durango uh durango is a state technically mixed with anyway so I felt a lot to her character and that he had this, like, you're going to do this and this and this. And then when you don't go down these paths, you have a straight up fight and you're like, all right, I'm not speaking to you. And they'll bring it up at the most random time. So like, I think that story would have been a little bit better if they were trying to bring up some racial issues in this movie, because it's still such an active problem with a lot of Latino households. That she did, he didn't like Benny because he wasn't, you know, Spanish or Latin. Yeah, in the movie they just ignore. Yeah, was just as cool. Yeah, there there wasn't cool really Benny. there wasn't. I I have a feeling that was intentional because um, there wasn't really any mention of um, race in like a sense of these are the sure. problems facing our community or these are the problems with facing this community. And I think that was intentional because, you know, nowadays there are so many people who are saying, okay, why are we only seeing stories where, you know, like them, like them that came out on Amazon and, um, and like all these stories about all these traumatic things that have happened um, to uh, people of color and uh, marginalized communities. We're not just celebrating them or 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 just seeing them live their lives. Um, we get those with we don't that that doesn't happen with uh, majority white casts. Um, I have a feeling that, that was a normal life with like the majority white. I cast. mean that's fair. That's part of the experience, <laughs> so right? But why? But, but we have the ability to us. But we have the ability in film to escape that. We can escape and not live our daily lives that we're forced into every single day. So I think that's the that's people's issues is that that's we're not seeing that on screen. Um, and I have a feeling that that was intentional not to include that part because of that reason. I, I do, I agree with that. However, I think sometimes that can also, that's a slippery slope though to be on because especially when you're dealing with New York, like <laughs> that, the city that's segmented in a lot of ways, 
it's it's hard to it's hard to do a story like that and not address it in some way, shape, or form. Um, I actually didn't realize well, it until until was, you brought it up. Well, I was actually talking it's to somebody story. about Chicago, and it's very it's a there's very segmented. But I'm like, and I was telling someone because they have like international district. I'm like, well, why don't you just call it like Chinatown because that's what it looks like. They're like, no, 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 you can't do that. It's an international district. I'm like, but it's not. And I'm like, you know, I miss Chicago because you had the Latin neighborhoods, you had Mexican, Puerto Rican, and you could go to these places and get authentic food. But also those neighborhoods were like literally right next to each other that you step from one street to another. You were just in a new neighborhood and you like said, and like, I think, I don't want to say with this new generation, I think people like forget that, especially like with New York, with Chicago, with the big cities like LA. Seattle tries not to do that. It gets annoying sometimes because I just want real tacos. I don't want the fish shit. They keep trying to feed me. Sushi tacos. What is that? I hate that. Um, they need to realize that. And I think maybe also the lack of racial issues in this movie was also due to that you're in that neighborhood. You don't have to worry about the racial issues as much until somebody who's from outside that neighborhood or you're talking about something that went down is involved so this is a little bit of escape because growing up i grew up in more around you know people who look like me i didn't think about racial issues not till we moved to the suburbs where i was like one out of three mexican people or brown people there and then everybody's like oh you speak spanish i'm like no what gave you that idea what's your problem so i think you didn't have to have racial issues really brought up in this movie I do like that they don't make they don't uh, Benny doesn't speak Spanish though. <laughs> I do like that because even though he's grown up around like these people, they, he doesn't speak Spanish. Although I think I don't know it's it's an underlying thing though in that like because one per, uh, we're watching Double Toast's review on this movie and they brought up something I didn't think about, which is that the whole movie is this movie's for the dreamers. This movie's about all the people in Washington Heights who love their block, and they're like, oh yeah, people love this block so much, all they want to do is leave. Every single main character except Nina. <laughs> She's the only one. And I guess Benny. But Benny don't really do much. You don't have much to say. You don't even really know what Benny wants in this world. Benny's he just, wants to Benny's own the around. shop. Benny wants to be with Nina. That, that's pretty much all he wants. <laughs> that's pretty much the only motivation Benny has. But Uznavi, he wants to get out of here. Vanessa, he wants to get out of here. Danielle, she's but she's not particular. You notice, she, what, what you notice they all Bronx, stay whatever. at the end. You notice they all stay Yeah, because the, the dance end. number requires all of them to be there. <laughs> also, from the way they all keep just dancing around, I don't think they have the financial structure to move. <laughs> right. That's because true. I, logistically, I in, you're thinking logistically. Because logist, I live fair. in North Seattle. This place is expensive. It's like 200 square feet. I pay like almost $1,200. That's, it's expensive. That's a fair point because friggin', uh, I remember the first uh, big musical moment happens and I'm like, oh man, this is a really cool set piece. But in La La Land, for example, they have that big highway dance maneuver, but that's kind of like abstract. It's supposed to just be a big musical number just to get you warmed up and in, yeah. in, in, into the movie. And here they like do the dance number, then they all start walking away and I'm like, Wait, I'm sorry. Did that happen in real life? Dude, every morning he wakes up and y'all are just dancing in the street like traffic ain't coming through? Ain't no one got work today? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> it's also I like did... that. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I did like, though, the, the like kind of twist at the end. Because I, ha I haven't seen the, the musical. And 
um, the stage musical. And uh, I didn't know that he ended up staying at the end. So I thought the whole time, and that's obviously what they want you to think, is that he moved to the DR um, through all those beach scenes. I guessed it um, immediately but after I, uh, what's after she was like, I'm too late. I'm like, there's no way they're going to have us get invested in this whole thing and she's not going within the Dominican Republic. He let me guess. They're gonna paint the, the, the friggin' thing and it's gonna look like the beach and then he's gonna stay and technically he's he's got his uh he's you know got his bar, his dream place. And I'm just like that's what I mean by corny. Like it's just it's just it's not that it's bad. It's not. You know, like it, it fits in the realm of this world. It just comes off a little as cheesy to me personally. That's just my thing. Um, but to be fair, I'm comparing a lot of this to Hamilton, which is like, I think, the more superior musical. See, I can relate to this more than I can to Hamilton. I don't think anybody should be able to relate but, uh, to Hamilton. Hamilton, I treat it as like right, a but history I, I, thing. But, but in, my, in my grade scale, I judge things. I'm more likely to judge things more favorably if I can relate to it. Mm. I mean that's so even though fair, I love I like I I loved Hamilton um and this as well. I don't like Hamilton. I like their music. I think the music is great from Hamilton. The actual story he was like a horrible kind of person. He was also really big on monarchy. Anybody who ever forgets that, and he cheated on his wife. Anyway, anyway, should we move to Vanessa? <laughs> And this will be yes, our last, Vanessa. and we can briefly talk about Abuela as well. Um, oh, but Vanessa Morales, Sunny too. <laughs> oh Sunny yeah, dang, just, there's a lot of people uh, in this. Well, no, Sunny was just that character that was lazy, but preached about like social justice <laughs> from his couch. I mean, we're gonna change the world. Get up <laughs> and change the world. To be fair, I that was one where I'm like, this is a this is a uh, I when I watched the movie, I felt like his story could be cut because I'm like, this story doesn't feel like it really fits in the narrative we got going. This feels like you're tacking on issues that weren't originally in the script. And come to find out, that's exactly what they did because Sonny and his story is not in the stage play at all. That's new for the story. Oh, really? Yeah, that's brand new for the movie. So. It's like that's kind of you. That's just yeah. I didn't think it was that unnecessary. Yeah, I didn't think it was that necessary. Well, I they they wanted to tie the whole like immigration thing into it. At the I end, get I it, like. you know, and I, I I respect it. I and it is like an issue that is going on right now in the United States. No, yeah. So I respect that they they tried to implement it in there. I think it's just when you already have a movie that's long and you've got four main characters technically, <laughs> when if you include Benny, but more or less actually three <laughs> three main characters with their own stories and then you have a couple other characters with sub stories like the salon and abuela and all these other people even heck Lynn manuel miranda as the shaved ice guy gets a little subplot for like a second he does <laughs> so it's like and an end credit scene right so, i don't know if you guys saw that as well yeah so it's like once you have all of this it's just like all right do you have time Whoa. for sunny like I don't know. Something kind of annoyed me because, like I said, he, he he was supposed to be that character that's like super intelligent and smart about the issues, but he's also jokester and kind of lazy. It's like, no, I don't need this. I don't want this. I know people like this in my life, and I don't even like them because <laughs> um, they talk so much about like, oh, these are the things we need to fix in the world. Oh, this is what we have to do. What are you doing about it? 
well, you know, <laughs> I just had a lot of things to do at home. And no, then shut up. Um, with Vanessa, was she really a char- main character? She's more of a love interest. Well, she is a main char- even character. Even a love interest I'd say is she technically was a main, a character. main character. And I consider her a main character because she has her own story going on. Yes, she's in love with Usnavi, but outside of that, though, she does have her own stuff going on that she's got cooking doing her thing. I'll shout out the actress, uh, Melissa, Bar- I'm going to say it the American way, Mer- Melissa Barrera. She confused me as Vanessa um, because like the whole time she know Usnavi got feelings for her and she got feelings for him. And I get that. You know, she's waiting for him to make the first move. Understandable. I've seen it happen a thousand times. Been exp- have, I've experienced it. I understand. But then what confused me is when we hit the end and she's all like, I'm just too late to like love you because now you're actually leaving to the Dominican Republic. I'm like, what do you mean? Y'all grew up together. You could have, if you really were that serious, you could have made the first move. You ain't had to wait for him. All right. You a strong, independent woman that don't need no man and you will still want one. So dang it, go get him. Don't, you don't, you don't got to wait for him. Clearly, he don't know what to do, all right? He, 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 just, he, just, he just don't know what to do. Well, it's not obvious, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, Let me tell you the point where Vanessa fell on my character list. When they were at the club, and they had the, black, the blackout happening. Oh, the blackout. And, she's, and, and she says, you abandoned me. No, she sings it. She sings, you abandoned me. Homie went to get shots for y'all 10 feet away at okay. the bar. But here's the thing. He didn't need to get the shots. He talked about, let me get you some shots. Dog, just dance with this girl. You done had her dance with everybody else. Y'all had a whole dance number where you danced with all the fellas and she danced with all the girls. Y'all done danced enough. Like, y'all, done, y'all done danced uh, separately I, enough. Y'all need I personally dance. thought she was acting, a, I personally thought she was acting a little dramatic. It's, it's a but, musical, but, but so no, the you drama right, needs though, to be there. But. When like the black app, she's like, you abandoned me. I'm like, a bit. I couldn't see you. I'm sorry. I'm not nocturnal, baby. Like, I can't see you in the dark. Like, I needed to come outside and see the light. I looked for you in the crowd of people. I was, and uh, as a matter of fact, I can say the same thing. You didn't look for me till now. Where you been at? How do you know she didn't look for him? How did she know he didn't look for her? She just assumed he just left. <laughs> it was just like, all right, he I'm did. out. He went outside. Because it's a blackout in the in a building with no lights or power. And that's basically a basement. We can't see. Can't nobody see in here. You can make an effort. <laughs> I would make an effort. I wouldn't ditch my friends. I'd start calling their name. Over everybody well, else doing know. the same thing, calling everybody else's name. You think you could hear your friends specifically Jerome, calling you? Your voice and my voice <laughs> travel. <laughs> right, we're different people. I mean, people. that's a good point. We're that's not Uznavi, okay? Our voices travel. <laughs> they can find us. They will hear us, and then they will come to us. Listen, we're not Uznavi, all right? Uznavi is, like I said, Uznavi lame. There's a lot of situations in here where I'm like, Uznavi, you don't know what to do. I, if I'm in a crisis... Yeah. I'm going with Benny. Benny knows what to do. Benny saw all that going down, and then he was like, "You know what? I see that cat. I see that cab ain't moving. I'm going. I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go over to the distributor. I'm gonna get things moving." Benny was making plans and making moves, and Uznavi was out here <laughs> just open handed, not doing a goddamn thing. Even Sonny knew, "Hey, we gotta get some. We gotta get some lights on the block." Although that scene was very tonally confusing. 
Because they're like, the song is super depressing and tension filled of like, there's a blackout and things are, things are crazy right now. And then you look on the street and there are dudes doing windmills and break dancing <laughs> and having a good time. And I'm just like, okay, am I supposed to be celebrating or am I supposed to be scared? Because Blackout <laughs> turn horrible until looters come. <laughs> Not that That's bad. what I mean. It's until totally confusing. I'm like, y'all. Or until you realize like that the like power is not coming back. Or until you realize that the power is not coming back on and you're in a heat wave. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's but true, I but it's just, I don't know. This just felt weird to me. I'm like, I get what you're trying to do. Totally, I don't think this works on film. Sorry, Alex. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it happened at Christian and Yassi. They were like without power for like two days, I think. Um, back in February, when we had that like windstorm, a tree fell on power lines and stuff. And I was like, "Are you guys doing okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're fine." I'm like, "I'm gonna bring you guys some blankets." Their house was like freezing. The dogs kept snuggling with them and everything. But like, yeah, blackouts aren't too bad the, until looters come or people start bringing shit, and then it's like, okay, you guys ruined a magical night. Well, especially if the fireworks <laughs> are firing off. Like that's actually like it's. They got those fireworks fast. Well, I'm sure they were like, illegal fireworks. Split. I'm not going to lie. In Chica- <laughs> or they were just in storing Chicago, them. In Chicago, everybody had fireworks. They were illegal. You go to Indiana, you go to one of those stands that are outside mm. in the field. I'm sure New York was the same way. There's a field like in like Buffalo, New York, or you go down to Jersey, you load up, and then you're good. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, yeah, should we, but should anyway, we... um, just back to Vanessa. Yeah, that that was the only thing. But I thought again, also singing fantastic. Uh, one heck of a dancer. She seemed like she uh, she know, she got the moves. Matter of fact, everybody got the moves in this movie. Jimmy Smith was busting a move, just as old as he is, out here doing the dang thing. Abuela was getting some moves in. Like I was mm. actually impressed. I was like, everybody can dance. This is awesome. Age don't matter. Move it out. I mean, when it comes to dancing, I don't think it does. Some of those dancers are really like much older nowadays, and they still got great moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just feel the rhythm. <laughs> um, what? I mean, what were you gonna say, Jonathan? What was oh, I was just gonna. Doing? I was just gonna briefly um, talk about talk about Abuela. Um, I was sad when she when she when she passed. I wasn't because I expected when she it. transitioned. <laughs> Anytime I see an I old person sad. in every musical, I'm just like, okay, when's the scene when you have your big musical moment and then die? Because that's but why every wasn't she person. taking her meds? That's what I want to know. Because she wanted to live life on her terms. All right, that she's a but boiler. you need to take your meds. Let me in tell order you something, Jonathan. All right, she is. I don't know. She looks like she's what, like eighty, maybe ninety. She a 90-year-old, 90-something-year-old woman. You don't tell her what she is and is not supposed to do, all right? She's going to do what she want to do, all right? She's lived too long. I don't think she was 90. How old is the actress that plays Abuela? <laughs> you can't go the with act- actress, The actor age. that played Abuela was, was 65. Okay. Is 65. Regardless, see, she, had, she, was, she was still young. At 60-something years old, she was living her life to the fullest, all right? She was out here dancing, drinking, doing what she want to do. All right? You don't tell her what she going to do. She don't want to take them meds. She don't have to take them meds. Go ahead and do your thing, Abuela. I I, I appreciate you. All right. Alex, do you have any words on the character? Uh, I'm not too fan of grandmothers in general. So. <laughs> what you gotta but get, like, what, that's ageist. <laughs> no, grandma. I'm, I'm pretty sure mine tried to kill me, okay? 
<laughs> There's some locked up memories. Another episode. That's another another thing. Um. Yeah, no, I did see it coming that she was going to die because she was so well loved. Of course, they always kill the person who's always in those communities. The person who is so well loved always dies in those type of films. Yeah. Whether it be the guy who's trying to turn the neighborhood around, trying to protect people, or like, you know, the sweet old woman who's like the inspiring person or the old man who gives the advice, they always die. That's the change point in the start. They die. So I was expecting that to happen. Um, her character was okay. I didn't get too emotional about her death because it's a very common story. You know, parents die, grandmother was raised. There's always one person in, in movies with all color cast um, who's raised by their grandmother. That's a, that's a stereotype. I could have done with that a little bit. That was not needed. Uh, there is literally all black Hispanic films, any film, there's always one person just raised by their grandmother and they are the sole care of the grandmother. Cause of that's, to be fair, that's part of the culture. I like, I didn't necessarily have a big mama as it's, called in the black community but i definitely had some old, uh, older ladies that i considered like a second grandma even though i love my grandma my granny is the best i love her um but you know i had other i had uh like a another babysitter who is kind of like a grandma to me uh miss florence who's like i consider her like a big mama in a way you know so yeah i just couldn't connect with that because i didn't really have that like my father's mother was very nice i loved her my abuelita, um, or abuela. Abuelita's like grandmother, abuela is like more of a smaller term for it. Um, she's very nice. She took care of me a lot when I was little, but I don't really have a relationship with her now and I'm not very close to her. Mm. Um, she's also very tiny now. She's like shrunken. She's one of those like, I don't know what it is when you get older, you get smaller. My mom yeah, has done that now. My mom's so short now. She doesn't want to admit it all the time, but she's <laughs> compact size now. Uh, um, so, but yeah, I just kind of saw her storyline coming. She was, she was okay. She was just one of, she was just the matriarch character, of course. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't lie. really relate to her. I'm not going to lie. That's my favorite song, I think, in the whole thing is her story. Um, cause mm. mostly just cause of like, mostly cause of how it, how it looked, the way they visualize her journey of her and her mom coming to america for the first the hundreds time. of stories or the like patients and family one the one in the first or second act? no the one in the like I'm in sure. the subway when like there's like the subway and all the dancers and stuff when she's like just before oh. she dies that and she's about to hold on to the pole but it disappears yeah i i know the light yeah the light pole or whatever i guess yeah. <laughs> um but uh <laughs> yeah i was like not only was i impressed because i did not expect her to get like a big um, very few. I've only seen very few musicals where the older person gets like their own song, like completely to do their own thing. Um, and she killed it. She was amazing. Um, I I loved her song. I loved the visuals for her song, like her to, and I loved the visuals of her like deciding whether or not to pass away or go on where it's like this. And and then I loved the fact that even uh, even though it's like a subway tunnel, instead of taking the ramp, she takes the stairs. Cause that's what she, that's, you know, she always is like, you know, been able to, to rough it and go through the hard times. And I was like, that's really cool. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's little things, but it, it works really well visually and, uh, story-wise. So that was amazing. I loved it. 
Um, I just wanted to say to round out the like characters, I just wanted to say shout out to Christopher Jackson, um, who played Mr. Softy truck driver, um, TV legend. He's on what show is he on? He's on, um, uh, isn't he in Hamilton? Not NCI. Yes, he's he's in Hamilton. He plays George Washington. Yeah, he's a phenomenal yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's yeah, on sure. um, The Good Wife. That's the show that he's on, um, and numerous television shows. But yes, shout out to him. Um, I like that he, he put <laughs> put the little like Hamilton nuggets in this movie. The shaved ice guy, uh, played by Lin Manuel uh, Manuel Miranda. Uh, I was that was weird to me. I was like, I'm sorry. Why are you here? You, I feel like you're like we are. I, this movie's already long, and you feel like you do not have a story to tell. And I feel like it's just you, you being was, like, "Look, I want to. I made the movie. I want to be in the movie. Okay, I'm gonna be in the I, movie." I, I, I think that was the be. exact case. That's how it's gonna yeah. go. Yeah, I know. He just he just popped in really quick and was like, "Hey." Uh, but my favorite song was was the ninety six thousand. Cause I love a good upbeat like hype number. That's my favorite. That's always my favorite number in a musical. Is just like the the number that's the most upbeat, where you get all the cast involved. Everybody has their own verse, and it's just like back and forth. I used it's to like you like songs with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you were singing. Uh, um... Uh, the rent oh, song. The rent song. Yeah, I think the Abuelo one is my number one, but the second one, even though it was totally confusing for me, is the fireworks one. Like, you know, I thought it was well put together. Um, aside from the dialogue moments, like when she's like, why did you abandon me, Uznavi? I'm like, all right, you can cut that lyrical part out. The rest of it, though, <laughs> <laughs> is good. Um, you know. Also, hey, Vanessa, keep doing them crunches, girl. I saw the abs. She was out here looking good with them abdominals. I was like, oh, my gosh. Nobody else got abdominals like her. She out here just crunching, just doing the crunches. Well, because she was, she was an actual dancer, the, her, her actual character. So that one was a dancer dancer. Yeah. The other ones were actors or singers that were dancing. She was a part. She was an actual dancer, dancer, and like dancer, dancers have the best physiques ever. She she looked good. They use every single muscle that's ever been in the body. Mm-hmm. She's also going to be in this the new Scream movie coming out next year. Cool. Why yeah. are they doing that? Let it die. And a movie called Carmen. Carmen based the musical. The, yeah, based on yes, the novella of the same name. Yeah. Is it? Was it Beyonce? Uh, played Carmen. Carmen in like a version. One of, of her that? music. Yeah, one of her music videos. I think something like that. Anyway. Oh yeah. Last, I think- last thing I wanted to say. Shout out to like th- as a quick thing. Shout out to all the girls. I, I'm trying to look up their names right now. Uh. I think that's oh, the know. ones who played the hairdressers. Yeah, shout out to the salon girls. They were like, they were like, they were amazing. They were super. I know, good. especially the 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 eldest one, um, uh, who plays Daniela. Uh, or, yeah. or Daniela. Is it da- yeah, it's Daniela. Daphne Rubin Vega is her name. Uh-huh. Uh, she was incredible. She was good. She was incredible. They, I mean, they all were good. Uh, especially, I can't remember the third one. She's in friggin' 
Orange is the New Black. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, hey, that's that girl from Orange is the New Black. It's- she's the, I hate to say it this way because it feels demeaning and I feel like she deserves more respect than this, but she was the thicker one of the three. <laughs> oh, uh, Dasha Polenko? Yes. Polenko? She would, first of all, you know, she's on my list of Hollywood crushes. So that was like, I, she already had my vote as soon as she came on screen. In fact, when she was giving Uznavi the eyes, I was like, hey, you better do that, bro. <laughs> like, don't don't let that one walk out. <laughs> so you could, Vanessa's whatever. She's the one. Did I right? Vanessa, she got the abdominals. She don't got much else, though. This one, she got the full package. <laughs> she got all, she just like, take her instead. And she worked at the salon. She got money. I'm just saying. Anyway. That's just that's just all right. Me. And what was your grade, Jerome? Let's... Uh, but anyway, shout out to the salon. Based on all the characters, <laughs> yes, and I've not just any abdominals or thickness. <laughs> let's 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 focus on the movie itself. That's a part of the review. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but as a movie as a whole, <laughs> what grade would you give that? Um, uh, uh, a movie as a whole, I give. I think I give it. Um, honestly a b minus i think i did have fun watching the movie um despite my my few criticisms here and there the movie is fun and i think if you love musicals you will enjoy this movie hands down especially if you like hamilton like if you like the style and flow of hamilton you'll love this movie it's pretty much the same thing just a different topic different story um but the cadence is still there the rhythm is still there the music is just as sharp um and the dance numbers just as sharp yeah. also we didn't talk about it but yeah some of the fantastical ones like when uh benny and nina are dancing on the side of the building like i love that was that. incredible i was like that's yeah, that a was. really cool idea and i still want to know how they filmed it because it looks so yeah. the transition between them going from it being right up right side up to up upside down is so well done i was like that's really cool um Probably like harnesses and stuff. Yeah, and like I, I thought that green was really screens, good. obviously. Uh, that it has yeah. to be something, and probably a little mixture yeah. of both. Um, but nonetheless, like it just is a really cool musical movie. Um, that has a lot of style, a lot of flash, but feels very modern in the way it's executed. Um, as opposed to something like La La Land, where it's trying to be an homage to old musicals. This feels something fresh and new, and I appreciate that a lot, actually. And a represent, I, I appreciate the representation of uh, brown-skinned people in this country. It's about time we get some more movies with people of the Latino and Tejano or whatever other Latino community you are a part of, because uh, there's a lot, <laughs> and I don't want to- Did you say Tejano? Uh, or t- not Tejano. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Chicano there's... is what I meant to say. Chicano. I meant to say Chicano. Are you talking about, like, I think that's a hot sauce. Yeah, Tejano's a hot sauce. That's my bad. I, I don't like know why that was, I, it was in my head. Well, <laughs> so te- I said it. But Chicano. Tejano is, Tejano is, is a, um, like, Selena was a Tejano singer. Oh, that is a thing? Okay. I'm sorry. No, the way you said it, though, The way like I said it, yeah, is wrong. The way it was um, said. That's, that's like my bad. Sauce. I'm sorry. That's my mistake. Um, I don't, you know. No disrespect to all communities, no, um, but <laughs> that being said, there's probably not going to be too many Tejanos in New York. Probably not. Um, in <laughs> well, because I think Tejano refers to when Texas used to be Tejas, to Texas, like, right? Originally, but anyway, um, anyway, that's my grade B minus. Fantastic film. Uh, just those minor few things were my major criticism, like with Nina's story. Like really, all the stories kind of just being a little, little cheesy, little corny. Some like especially the let me listen to my block thing that got on my nerves. I was, 
<laughs> like so much. I was, I was like, you're doing your Daredevil stuff. Or Daredevil's like, this is my city. Oh, Hell's Kitchen? The, the few blocks of New York, that's all of Hell's Kitchen? That's your city? Shut up. All right? You don't protect the city. <laughs> so, Jonathan, what was, your, uh, <laughs> what was your rating there? I told you this review was going to be off the rails. Um, I, I am going to give it an A. And this is not a Malcolm and Marie A. I will not be amending this in future episodes. I'm going to stick to this A and this is going to be the In the Heights A that it is going to be given, okay? Um, <laughs> you're saying that because you're changing I'm, your grade on, on Malcolm and Marie? I've changed my grade on Malcolm and Marie like multiple <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've yeah. mentioned it in every single episode since we've done that review. But You mentioned every time you're grading something. I'm rating it this high. Not because of this. <laughs> but... <No>. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i really i i yeah i loved it um every time i watch a musical i'm just like oh, i would love to do that's on my goal um i would love to be in a musical like one of these days um can you sing because it's just so like well because <laughs> it's just like anyway <laughs> I could sing for a musical. I'm telling you I, that. If you ask me to drop an album right now, I'd say. I've, I've heard you sing musicals when we've been in the basement. You do. You can carry with the music. You'll just be in the ensemble. I've heard There's you nothing do wrong any. with that. Like be on the end if you can dance or at least learn dance choreography. You're in. You were in there. Anyway, um, I would love to be in a musical. <laughs> um. And every time I watch it, especially a musical like this with such high energy, it's so uplifting. There's so much flavor and culture and just like love wrapped up into it. You can tell that Lin-Manuel Miranda really cared about this. Um, he wrote this when he was in college. He wrote the musical when he was in college, which I think is, you know, really aspirational. It just tells you, you know, you're never too young or, or whatever to, to, to do something and create something bigger than yourself. Um, and I think that's the overall message of the movie. You know, it's you're, you're never to this or to that to to go and live your dreams and do what you want to do or um, stay home if you want to stay home and be with your family if you want to be with your family. Do whatever you want to do. Um, oh, this is getting a little preachy at this point. But it's a, in the Heights <laughs> review. It was whole, always going to be preachy because yeah. in the Heights is preachy to be quite real. Which... <laughs> They're, they're a little preachy. But you're good. You're good. Go on. Go on. Yes. Um, but, uh, and the, the performances, as we've gone into great detail on this episode, um, I really found great. Um, it was a little long, um, but I, I I enjoyed the content that we got. And um, Lin -Man, I agree, Lin-Manuel Miranda didn't necessarily need to be in it. In fact, I probably maybe would have preferred if he wasn't, just because it did seem a little like I love Lin Manuel World Miranda, so I don't want to want this to come off wrong, but it did seem like a little like self indulgent, like it was my baby, so I have to be like in it as well. Where I think if he wasn't in but, it, it would have felt a little more special. Like her Vonnegut, her Vonnegut, the author of like Slaughterhouse Five and Hocus Pocus, he inserts himself into everything some way or somehow. He's in his own novels. And it's always seen as very much like, well, that wasn't necessary. Your <laughs> random character in there was not needed 
for this whole book. It's a very good book and it's a very good musical. You're a little like, because I think if it was almost like a Stan Lee style of where you just pop in and you're there, you're like, right. oh yeah, that's cool. No, but you made yourself into an actual character with a story and that wasn't needed. Right. I felt it took away a little bit, a tad bit from the story. Not enough to knock it down from an A, but just Funny enough, to knock it down from an A+. Plus. Uh, when he debuted in the Heights, he played Usnavi. Right. Miranda, so. He plays in a lot of his own musicals, doesn't he? I think he, he, he can't does. help it. Like, he's them. just like, I, I gotta be in my own yeah. stuff, man. Like I, I, <laughs> I wrote it and sang it myself, so I feel like I'm good enough to, to, to do it. Uh, I I did agree that yeah him being in Hamilton I was like I, I don't know what it is man your voice just seems a bit too light for the rap style you trying to accomplish <laughs> um that's just me personally like he can rap but I, just, I this is coming from a person hard. it doesn't have that grit this is coming from a person who's trying to do hip hop music that also has a light voice I get it <laughs> like it's like you can, there's certain things you just can't do you you can't do the DMX feature. If you Lin Manuel Miranda, if your voice too light, you can't you can't measure up to him. I don't know. The DMX feature, Alex. Uh, what's your rating? R.I.P. DMX, by thoughts? the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have to like I kind of jump between a C and a B. It's not necessarily B minus or C plus, but it's kind of between those two grades. I had a lot. Some of the characters kind of hit me the wrong way and i think it's because i understand what it's like to have parents being first generation i get it the expectation and a lot of my family members also didn't go to college so it's like oh you're going to college you have to do college um second the generation after me they all went to college so i was like okay focus on them um i get i get a lot of the story i did love the musicals the choreograph choreograph choreography yeah the choreography thank Mm -hmm. you jesus choreography was just i think really well done all the steps were very well placed nothing felt like when you see sometimes in musicals you're looking at a background character and you're like well they look like they're literally just jumping up and down they want you to focus so much on the like main characters and the background characters are just doing these weird random hip-hop dances it didn't feel like that at all everybody felt very much in sync with the dancing and i really appreciate that because the dancing can take a lot of focus off and i think if i would have to have like two separate grading from like the music to the choreography to all everything like that was definitely a solid b if not an a because everybody all the songs were well done they nothing felt like they were randomly singing out of tune although i will give you the blackout one you're right there was a cheerier tone to the neighborhood but the song was kind of dark but at the same, t- or I'm sorry, sad, but the song was also representing the characters at that moment, but not the whole as a neighborhood. So it kind of fit too. So it was a song really, hey, look at everybody's happy around me, but I'm like, my heart's breaking right now. Because both had conflicts with their love interests at the time, both couples. So I felt the song was actually more well placed. Um, but as like the actual characters, I had some time, hard, I had a hard time sometimes relating to them and kind of getting behind their like motives for for why they were doing certain things um that's where i'm like oh it kind of feels like it's a c film i wouldn't recommend it too much but i think in a whole in general maybe like a, a b a solid b because 
it's not a movie I'm going to probably watch again. But I will probably listen to the music again. Definitely. It's going to go on my Spotify list. And I probably will recommend it. Like, hey, you like musicals? Oh, definitely check out this movie. It's not going to be a glowing review. And it's not going to be like, oh, yeah, you have to have to see it. You have to see it. No, it's going to be like, oh, you like musicals? Totally cool. This is a good movie. No rush. But like, I'd recommend it. So I think maybe a solid B in an overall stance for me nice. would be the grade. Also, yeah. you mentioned Hamilton, uh, Nas. I also forgot when Jimmy Smith is on the phone with the college, the waiting music is George Washington's song from, or uh, our, uh, King George's song from Hamilton. I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a nice nod. Can we also point out the fact that Hamilton, and this is not a Hamilton review, but Hamilton has also produced multiple relationships um, between like uh, um, Anthony Ramos and Jasmine Cephas Jones. They're engaged, I believe. And also David Diggs and Emmy River Lampman, who played Allison in the Umbrella Academy, they're together as well. Mm-hmm. So something, yeah. And I didn't know that until like a couple months ago. Um, So there's something in that Hamilton water. I mean, they're the only ones. Everybody else. (laughs) Nobody else. There's a a lot of emotion. I'm sure there's other loves going on there. We don't know about. Exactly. You know, so I'm sure David was looking over in that direction of the ensemble, just like. I'm sorry, it was my line. They was, wearing, they was wearing dresses that were like Not this her, big. She was wearing pants. Have you seen, Did you see the live action? She was wearing pants. Now I'm talking about. Have you seen the dresses for like Hamilton Jasmine was wearing the dress, but she does look good in the dresses. She looks fantastic um, in the dress in the dress wear. Angelica Schuler is who Emmy River Lantman played. She was wearing a dress. No, she was she was one or in one scene, yeah. But she was in the ensemble. She does like three costume changes throughout the whole thing. Most of them in pants. If anything, the and guys I'm, were wearing the tight pants. Anyway, I wasn't looking at them, <laughs> mostly because they got more muscles than me. I felt, I felt, you know, a little, a little like I felt a little under. I was like, anyway. y'all just gonna be out here embarrassing me like that? Y'all know I don't got biceps the size of y'all. All right, forget y'all. Pick, pick up dancing. This is where you I get can the muscles. That's that's one thing I got over them. Not I can like dance. Them. I mean, I can't dance quite like them, but I can bust a move. I can, I can, I can bust a move. <laughs> So, Jonathan, anyway. where, what social media can we find right. you on? You can, you can find me at, thank you for being the mediator for this, you know, yeah, portion I don't know of what the was podcast. Going, I, there, I don't know what's going on there. Listen, so I, I, I had something a, about tight pants and dancing. And dancing. Um, so, uh, you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you please. Um, where can we find you at, Jerome? You can find me at Jerome Rett on Instagram. You can also find me at RoboZoo Media on Instagram as well. Find out other stuff i'm trying to do and how about you, you can, alex well you can find me at alex and nobody on instagram that is where i mainly am and i also handle the tiktok account to the first ones to die which is also all of our social media that is what it's called uh first ones to die on instagram twitter facebook uh we also have an email first ones to die at gmail.com waiting for some emails you know, let me know how wrong Jerome is about a lot of stuff. That always works out. <laughs> and just give us your thoughts. And, you know, we love to hear from you guys. Yeah, he's going, hey, yes, follow us, connect with that. us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
There's and, a lot. This whole day, we need to unpack during one day. A lot. But, um, and, and next week, um, well, we'll give you a hint. I know, you see, somehow the world will change. From, that's just a little hint. Yeah, it, we're talking about iCarly, okay? The revival this is series. Jonathan's no, uh, de- demo for trying to uh, get into the next musical that you make, Lin-Manuel Miranda, if you're watching iCarly the musical. And or uh, listening to this podcast. Uh, he's available. He wants to be in one of your you musicals. Know, he can do the hip hops. He can do the dance. All dancing. jokes aside, all jokes aside, I would watch iCarly the musical. I won't. I would not. I would totally. I would absolutely I don't watch care. that in theaters too. In theaters too, I'd go down. Nope. But they need to have Spencer in there. I will they only do. watch if they have Spencer. Absolutely. Yeah, I, then I'm cool to nothing, watch it. There's no nothing. If if I was uninterested in the stories in this movie, and they actually kind of talking about something, I definitely am not going to be interested <laughs> in the uh, in any of the stories they could come up with for an iCarly musical. I'm telling you that right now. Why the young girl was an entrepreneur? She started her own web show before things were cool. She lived with a brother who was not all yeah, there. Co- her father was in a and military. they live in Seattle. They live in Seattle, so yeah, you have more of a connection to it. Technically, her father kind of abandoned her. I know he was in the military and all. But they never spoke about him. They never got any calls or letters from this man. He completely ignored the, his children. And another show where the mom is not mentioned or... or Moms don't exist like in dead. sitcoms, okay? That's just that, That's just how it is. Unless, of course, she's a main character. That's the only time. Right. But, you know, I'm just saying. I, I, I just, I'm not interested. I'm just saying, I, I Carly actually has a lot more than people think. Also, her web show was awful. I look at web shows that we have now, and I'm just like, her stuff would have gotten no views at all, or people would have checked out. I think in in this one, I think in the revival, she's like an influencer now or something. Not like she doesn't have the web show or something. She would have been totally like a vlogger. Well, you know what? That's what she is. Because the shit she did is the same thing like David Dobrik does and like all those other YouTubers. Hey, look, we're gonna build a gallon of slime. But they're doing that now when they're already famous. When they got started, it wasn't like, it had no production value at all, which is what made them popular. People felt like I could do this too. iCarly, look at her web show from the first episode, it looks like they trying too hard to be famous. And you know how that goes on the internet. If you trying too hard to be famous, people gonna immediately call you out and be like, fake news and move on to somebody who they think is authentic, but is actually also fake. So, you know. Before before all this, you know, the vlogging stuff. So it was authentic. She was the only one doing this. And in an episode, somebody did try to copy her and it failed. They called her. It's her show. They're not going to succeed. (laughs) The gods are in her favor. The gods are working for her. Okay. (laughs) Well, anyway, that that was a sneak preview of next week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed it. Um, We'll see you all next week and have a good day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Just be great. In the heights. Peace out. Later. (laughs) There you go. Bye. (laughs)